Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! Do you have any bones that need collecting? <laughs> Only the one in my pants. <laughs> I took a hole in that ground that she's standing upon. I filled it up when they said amen. And I propped up that stone that she's weeping upon. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 188 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gord. How's it going, man? It is hot. Hot, 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 hot. hot. Yeah, it's the like heat of the physically, summer. physically, like, actual hot or metaphorically hot? I think all like of the above. shit's getting hot up in here. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Because we've been working on something for a long time, and we're finally going to push it forward to but its next are, stage. Things are actually going to happen now. We're going to squeeze out some new information tonight. This is this is one of those episodes that in the past may have annoyed people. Because if you live in, say you're a postman in New Jersey, just saying. Okay, and for example. And you can't go to the Bone Bat Film Festival, which is in Seattle, Washington. But you've got to listen to these two idiots talk about a film festival halfway across the nation. For an All hour. the way across the nation. I mean, where's the fun in that? But this time, no A, we're going to talk about the Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. That B is actually happening. And C, no matter where you are, you can buy a ticket to finally view this event. Yeah, well, you could always buy a ticket to view it in the past, but it's going to be a, one heck of a lot more convenient for you this time around. Yes, you may not have to leave the privacy of your own couch. Yeah. Gosh, now people are really wondering what it's all about. But we're not going to talk about that right now. No! <laughs> First off, we got to talk about our musical guest for tonight. 
our once and future Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors musical guest, the Pine Box Boys. We open the show with their rendition of Arkansas Killing Time from our 2019 fest. And we've got a lot more where that came from throughout the show. Additionally, we will have 30 minutes of, if not live, certainly undead Pine Box Boys music each night of the 2020 Comedy of Horrors Film Fest. So if you buy a ticket, you can enjoy even more of their fantastic work. You know, Gord, one of the things I absolutely love about this band is A, exceptional musicians, B, freaking hilarious and see fine fine people so we hope you enjoy their music and then next we should probably talk about what we always talk about this time of the show gord what pisses you off man steve what pisses me off is it's hot here and i don't have a lot of drink options since i don't really consume alcohol so when it's summertime i'm on a pretty steady diet i'm knocking back a lot of bubble water that's right that's what i'm drinking there's not sugar in it but it's wet and that's what i need when i'm all sweaty in the california heat but now with this new world we live in i'm here with my lovely wife and my sons and it appears that everyone else is now on the bubble water bandwagon and we're constantly running out of this stuff so wouldn't it be a bubble wagon I think it would be a bubble wagon. Okay. Yeah, it's like the bubble wagon, the dog. I want to do this bubble wagon might be a good band name. Bubble wagon sounds like uh, a band from maybe uh, the Jetsons that Leroy might listen to. Oh, bubble wagon. I don't know. But my my point is, people are drinking my drinks. I'm out of drinks, and it pisses me off. Get your own drinks, people. The kids. They should be drinking something sugary. The wife, she should be drinking something alcoholic. They should be leaving my bubble water alone because I'm thirsty and it's summertime. What about you, Steve? What pisses you off? Speaking of people drinking my drinks, you know what pisses me off, Gordon? (sighs) Not me. My daughter, my eldest daughter, turns 21 tomorrow. (sighs) Happy birthday, sweetie. First of all, where did the time go? Well, you got old. Holy shit. And second of all, she wants me to bartend for her tomorrow night. I, I, that's just so weird. It's blowing my mind. Because, you know, you can't go out to bars or anything because there's this COVID going on and there's no bars open. So, really, uh, the only thing to do is go to the local tiki bar, which happens to be in your family room. So, is she going to have any guests or is it just like you getting drunk with your daughter? She's that's... having a couple friends coming over. So, okay, be out on the deck and I will be simply wait staff. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and it's also nice she doesn't know, like, really what the good rum is. So I can give her just the okay rum, and they won't know. Yeah, and on your 21st birthday, anyway, yeah, you're drinking the cheap crap. (laughs) It won't be cheap, but it won't be the top shelf stuff, is what I'm saying. Are you going to make, like, really horrifying 21 birthday drinks, like the Wicky Wacky Woo and... uh, yeah, I don't even know drinks I that are. I don't know what that things is, that are on fire. I make, I do make drinks that are on fire, but they do not delicious. tell me you gave your daughter a screaming orgasm. If it happens, no, I don't want to hear. No, it. no, I, I can't, I can't even think. None of, of those sexy names. Putting drinks. those words together. No. Yuck! I don't want to hear about sex on the beach. No, I, none I, of that. Don't make that either. I need to go be sick now. That's not tiki, man. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> It's not. It's it's not a Pacific Island thing. It's more of a West Virginia thing. Hey, West Virginia, you can come to the film fest. You can. Pacific Islands, you can come to the film fest. That's right. Just about anywhere you are, I think you probably have to have internet. So if you're someplace yeah. with no internet, might be hard to come to the film fest. But any other place, Amish country, you're w- out. Wuhan, China, you can w- come to the film festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if your internet lets you. I don't know. Your, you might government might have something to say. We, yeah, there may be a great firewall thing going on there. <laughs> Europe. But yeah, most of. Yeah. Coronavirus scientists in Russia. You can come to the film festival. <laughs> Just take that uh, fake-ass vaccine and uh, point your browser this direction. <laughs> so, yes, uh, all those people can uh, come to the film festival. 
And my daughter can drink my rum, evidently. And that pisses me off. <laughs> okay. This is the most meandering podcast I think we've ever done. It's a weird show. We're still out of sorts, I think. I have no sorts left. Yeah. What do you want to listen to, man? Uh, I want to listen to the Pine Box Boys, Steve. Done and done. was the pine box boys with will you remember me live from our 2016 comedy of horrors film festival and uh now we're here to tell you about uh, what we've got going on so uh we put out a survey to our backers from last fall's kickstarter about a week or two ago and uh had a lot of options on the table on how to proceed and the overwhelming vote was to hold a virtual fest. Uh, In addition to that, some folks suggested holding it over two nights, so if you can't make it the first night, you can catch the second night, and that is exactly what we're going to do. So, October 10th and October 11th, 2020, will be the 2020 Comedy of Horrors Film Fest. Uh, We'll start around 6 p.m. each night, have some intros, and then have about a four-hour block of shorts each night. Uh, in the middle of that block, there will be uh, roughly a half hour of music from the Pine Box Boys, who are beaming in from San Francisco just for this occasion. And you will uh, get to do that all again on Sunday, another fresh four hours, new shorts, new music. It's going to be awesome. Yes, it's going to be awesome. You should be there. The event will be online. If you are a Kickstarter backer, you will receive a code in advance from Eventive, which is the site we're going to be using this year. If you don't have a ticket yet, you will be able to purchase a ticket through Eventive. Uh, Tickets are $40, so that's the same full price that you would pay uh, post-Kickstarter. So we have to uh, continue our deal to give Kickstarter backers the sweetest deal, but... uh, that will be the final markup. So 40 bucks a ticket will get you both nights uh, eight-plus hours of content, so less than 5 bucks an hour. That's not terrible, right? No, that's not bad at all. And think of all the money you're going to save on drinks because they're going to come straight out of your own refrigerator. <laughs> that's right. 
Uh, also, uh, a week or two before the event, we're going to have a local Seattle area pickup event where you'll be able to come by and pick up your swag. So you'll be able to get, if you buy an enormous package, a T-shirt, a hoodie, uh, you'll be able to swing by and pick up those items. Uh, we are working with uh, a couple of our sponsors to find the location for that, so that announcement will come soon. So a week or two before, you pick up your stuff. You can wear that stuff while you're watching the fest. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we'll also have a chat going on during the fest uh, the same way that we did in the April Best of Bone Bad event, which was a lot of fun. It was great to speak with the filmmakers. Uh, hopefully some of the filmmakers will be able to join us and watch along with us throughout the eight-hour event, and uh, a great time will be had by all. Yeah, uh, I think uh, we had a really good experience with the free appreciation show that we put on. The, the chat was, was lively. The, the films were good, and that was just a, a warm-up. An amuse-bouche, if you will. Right. One of the cool things about Eventive is that you will be able to watch along, chat along. It also has the balloting, so you can vote for your favorite shorts at the end of the fest, which is an awesome thing. We will be giving the awards once again for Best Live Action Short, Best Animated Short, and Best Pacific Northwest Short. So, As well as a, oh dude, I hadn't even been thinking about the jumbo bonus jury award i know i just now thought of that myself like i don't even know yeah what i would pick you know one of the interesting things uh over the last couple of days we've we've reached out to our filmmakers and we've let them know that they're in the fest and the the flavor of the festival starts to come together i never really have a sense of it until i look at all the shorts together and man we have hit a rich vein of trippy animation this year there's some seriously trippy animation. The animation this time around. is really wonderful. We've got some awesome gore, a couple of really scary movies, perhaps the scariest film that we've ever showed at the Comedy of Horrors. There's a I short think. that fucking terrified me. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys are going to get to see it. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. So, yes, we've got some great stuff. And, uh, you know, we probably should just uh, announce our official selections, man. Okay, let's do it. Who's going first, you or me? Uh, you know, why don't you do the honors? All right. A Monster Family by Matthias Hona from the United Kingdom. Sure, he's known for Cockneys versus Zombies. That was a uh, fun movie. Yeah. Yes, indeedy. One that got away. Uh, we were trying to get that one for the film festival as a feature in the early years. Couldn't make it happen, so it's great to see Matias uh, back with a new short. Next up, this is the one I was talking about. Absolutely Chilling from Canada and director Guillermo de la Rosa, A Noise That Carries. <laughs> And the light and happy, a timely reminder for Time Partner Partners by Jamie Gowler of the United States of America. Next up, All Stretched Out, directed by Alistair Train from the UK. Totally funny, totally gory. That's a good one. And then ASMR, Xenomorph Attack. By Rhino Stew of the United States. I love this film so very, very much. I think that's Rhino Stew. Isn't that what I said? All this and Rhino Stew. All this and Rhino Stew. <laughs> Next up, Audio Book of the Dead. Another fun one. Directed by Lindsay Bolander and Sean Nichols Lynch from the U.S. And then Backward Creep by Christopher G. Moore of the United States. Next up, Blood Oranges by Steve Flavin, USA. I don't want to spoil this one at all. It's wonderful. It's just wonderful. Just great stuff. And then from Malaysia. I don't think we've had a film from Malaysia before. I don't think we have either. And this one, the first time I saw it, I I think I called you and I'm like, oh my God, dude, this film. Yeah. The film is Cargo by Abilash Chandra. So great. And I mean, it has a flavor 
uh, just a, a realism to it that we've never had in this festival before because we've never had a film filmed in Malaysia before. And uh, very cool. Just dug the hell out of this film. Next up, Check by Justin Nelson, United States. Now, this was one you really dug right off the bat. You were pretty yeah. dazzled by. This is a, a, a concept that we've seen many, many, many times before, and rarely yeah. is it done this well. All right. And then we've got a very Spike and Mike-esque Chicken of the Dead by Julian David from France. Two of them in a row, actually. Como y por qué se ha esfumado Don Jose, or How and Why Don Jose Dissipated, directed by Moisha Ben Abraham from Spain. Another just mind-blowing, trippy piece of animation. And then Date Night by Chris Lundy, the United States. Another fun one. Another good date movie. And next up from Jeff Harmer, who uh, did the selfie short a few years ago, which is absolutely chilling. Something completely different. A punk rock puppet zombie movie called Dead Air uh, from the UK. Uh, really fun stuff. Been a while since we had puppets. Nice to have them back. That's right. And then for Brazil, we have Dead Teenager Seon by Dante Vescio and Rodrigo Gasparini. Next up, Demon Box, directed by Luke Butler of USA. And then, longtime favorite Izzy Lee brings us Disco Graveyard. Izzy is from our fine country, Los Estados Unidos. Another fantastic animated work, Don't Feed These Animals by... Guilherme Afonso and Miguel Madial de Freitas out of Portugal. Yeah, uh, that one gets trippy, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, man, the animation this year is nuts. As <laughs> Speaking of nuts, I learned something from this video. Yeah. Don't sneeze. We all did. This is, I, I think I, this, is this is educational programming. Yeah, is this a short or is this basically a PSA, right? It is a PSA. Don't sneeze by Ryan LaPlante of the United States. Educational. Next up, Five Course Meal from James Cadden out of Canada. Uh, this one is a little bit of a thinker. Mm-hmm. And this one's a little bit of a stinker. Ghost Turd <laughs> by Charles Ward from Australia. <laughs> Just... Yeah, this is a high-energy, fun, ultra-colorful, mind-bending. Just, it's a blast. It's a great time. Next up, one of the maybe most memorable shorts this year. Uh, just something completely different. You are not going to expect where this film goes, and it's amazing. Uh, Hopes by Raul Mange from Spain. And if you liked last year's Handjob Cabin, you will love fucking ghosts from director Jason Cook of the United States. And then Horoscope by Paul Diggler, also from Spain. I loved this movie so much. Yes. It's a it's a fun movie you're going to just enjoy the hell out of if you're a horror fan. And then some. Next up, Humans from Ramon Paradoa from the United States. Uh, a lot of just good acting and some fun zombie action. Uh, and this one that actually made me pee myself a little bit, It Crawled In Through the Window by Isaac Ruth and Ali Petrie of the United States. Next one, really an acting tour de force. Lily by Ifke van Berkeleyer from the Netherlands. And Lonely Hearts by Dennis Kahlo of the USA. I love that short so much. Uh, this is the short that you love so much, the one you're about to announce. Uh, no. Oh, I'm doing this one. Melvin in the Microphone, which is the good metal short film. Soundtrack by Amana Marth. So fucking cool. Yeah. Directed by Chris Youngless of the United States of America. Next up, a Mr. Tickles from Lee and Sam Boxleitner in the United States. Uh, we've had a couple of their shorts before, and they never failed to deliver the scares. And my psycho fan from France by none other than 
Loa Sertano. I'm sure I'm messing that up, and I'm sorry. That is but delightful a, animation. Yeah, a sweet film. I like that one a lot. Uh, followed by O.I., directed by N.C. Van Heerden of Canada. The first film we've ever shown with a tiki bar in it. I mean, this film had to happen in this fest this year. It just had to. Yeah, it really did. It. Gosh, we got this submitted before you got a tiki bar. No, we didn't. I'm going with that story. It doesn't have to be it's, true. It's not true at all. But This is the reason you told me. You this do, is the you. reason you bought a tiki bar. You saw <laughs> you this do, film you. and you're like, I must own a tiki bar. <laughs> How about... Oh, God. Yeah, this one. Overkill. <laughs> yeah, Super this fun. one. Yeah. By Alex Montilla of the United States. And this next one, you know, this is funny because I didn't have a parka until I saw this film. And <laughs> it's because of that that I went out and bought a part. This film is called Parka from Marcella Cortland and Ulrich Bursell of the United States. Another very cool film with something to say. Yeah. And in the same vein, I never had proper British sex until we saw this film. Proper British sex by Shant Hamison, the United States. Next up, the uh, only two-time director in this year's fest, Izzy Lee, with a second short, Rehome. And then we have scary stories to tell by the campfire. The Green Ribbon by Dave Hayes Baroque, the United States, featuring Bigfoot. This film was not at all what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It wasn't. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in a later. In a later. That's a story for another time. But uh, this was not the film that I was expecting it was going to be. Next up, Shock Boy from Jake Picard, USA. Wow, you sounded just like Shock Boy just then. Shock Boy. Shock Boy. Love that movie. It's so great good. movie. Yes. And Shelley by Emmett Doton of the United States. Yes, another good one. You know, again, just so many great shorts. I have something that about that makes me happy about all of these. It's great. Next up, Sleep Tight. Speaking of which, Lewis Taylor from the UK. Another very funny film. Fancy a Jam Pictures. Yeah, that was the same production company that did I Dream of Zombies a few years ago. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy was all ready for that zombie apocalypse, wasn't he? He absolutely was. Maybe too ready. Maybe a little too ready. And Solitude by Eric Reel of the Pacific Northwest. Next one, Split Decision, directed by Scott Reelpel of Canada. Yeah, that was a good one. That was uh, that was a serious effort right there. Folks are really going to appreciate that film. Yeah, I think so too. Just straight shot of Pacific Northwest horror, man. Split Tongue by Shelby Wilson out of Vancouver, yeah. Canada. Uh, and The Animator by Trent Shy, which is an animated film. <laughs> Claymation type, I think. Yeah, like stop that. motion, if you will. You like those. Next up, one of my faves that we stole from the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival. Had to show it here, too. The Cultist Next Door, directed by Patrick Murphy, United States. I love this film so very much. So funny. Just kills me every time. Yes. And The Devil's Asshole <laughs> by that paragon of taste, Brian Lenono. He is. Brian Lenono, director of Gwilliam, director of Crowhand, director of BFF Girls. A little aside, whenever somebody submits a film to our fest, I get an email. And so I'm sitting one morning at work and I get this email that says, The Devil's Asshole has just been submitted. And I laughed so hard. That was just the funniest thing ever. Yep. Mm -hmm. Next up, uh, The Fortune Teller, directed by David Farino from the USA. If you like origami, this is the short for you. <laughs> and who, who doesn't like the art of folding paper? The Growl from Below from Trevor C. McGlynn is our next point of the United States of America. Micro Horror is back, my friend. Right. Sometimes you just need a uh, just a quick little shot of something 
And that is exactly what you get there. A little palate cleanser? Yes, that's right. Next up, another wonderful animated film, The Last Man on Earth Sat Alone in a Room by Juni Zhao of China. And then a film that was pretty much just made for us without the filmmaker even knowing that he was making it for us, The Muffin Man by Ethan Blum of the United States. Yeah, there, some great some food-related horror comedy. Sometimes I, I'll, I'll get a text from Gordon. It's like, hey, you just watch The Muffin Man. And then the response is usually, yep, it's in. Because <laughs> it just, there are some films that are just right. Lunch Ladies. Is one of their, Are they always food-related? They might be. Next up, another wonderful short uh, from Chris Paremba of the United States, The Pen. And then... The Soul Collector, yeah, by Nick Peterson, the United States. Another great animated short. I don't even know how I would vote for the best animated short this year. Oh, we could use a pen and paper. We could There's just just too many type. great shorts. How do you decide? I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. That's up to the fans. Toe by Neil O'Brien and Chad Thurman, USA. Another wonderful animated piece. You got a toe thing too, so and I, I mean like in a in a scared toe thing. So this this is good for you. I don't even know what you're saying. Yeah, Next. remember uh, the the hungry hickory situation? Like you're you're afraid oh, yeah. of having you're sticking out under the you, uh, blanket. Sleep with your holy shit! Hey, guess what? I was totally wrong about that Izzy Lee thing. It looks like we've got another director who is on the list twice. Trash what? what, what? Ghost. From Isaac Ruth of the United States, also the director of It Crawled In Through the Window. Who knew? Oh, no way. Along with Ali Petrie, of course. Yes. All right. So, so. as I was about to say, hey, next one is Trash Ghost. So, I take that back. We have two two two-time directors (laughs) in this year's fest. Right on. Trash Ghost. Isaac Ruth, United States. So are you doing this next one or am I? You go ahead and do it because I stepped on your shit and you wanted to talk about this one because of your enjoyment of his previous Rubik's Cube work. (laughs) Washed by Michael Bartolomeo from the United States. Yes, stop motion genius. This guy did the uh, Rubik's Cube one from, uh, what, two years back or one year back? Solved, yeah, right? It was called Solved. Yeah, it was called Solved. And uh, it was like uh, nothing we'd really ever seen before. Pretty cool. Absolutely. And it's got this one's got a little Lovecrafty twist to it, which I enjoy. Yeah. Finally, Z Goat First Bleat from Julien Janot and Bertrand Leplay from Belgium. This movie it seems like the first time I've ever actually seen a live action Warhammer type film. That's what it reminded me. <laughs> Yeah, there's kind of a chaos thing going on, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, it's freaking great. So uh, you guys are going to love it. So there you go. 55 shorts from around the world. Uh, this year, we're not going to have any features. Uh, the way the things sort of came out, uh, the features that we were planning on have found other homes. Uh, some of you have may already seen them. For instance, Scare Package, which is now available on Shutter for your viewing pleasure. And I think the DVD we just saw comes out on October 20th, including the Joe Bob's Drive-In episode surrounding it. So there's a lot of great stuff that's going to be on that Blu-ray. You'll want to pick that up when the time comes. But uh, unfortunately, no features this year. We're just going to focus on the shorts and some music from the Pine Box Boys. And there you go. That is our plan for 2020. Yep. Probably the best thing that's going to happen this year. <laughs> it very well could be. So All what right, about man. it, Steve? How about some Pine Box Boys, yeah, huh? why don't we listen to a uh, Lester T. Raw's Graveside Quartet tune. This is a live version of St. James Infirmary. I hope you dig it.
Graveside Quartet with St. James Infirmary. I believe that was from our 2016 fest. Very cool stuff. I hope you enjoyed that. Got any weird stuff this week? Weirdly enough, I, for reasons I'm not going to go into right now, I was looking for some information in Montana, of all places, and uh, I came across a story where it's just like a, a little a blurb in a local uh, rag explaining what started a grass fire. And this is such a Montana story. There was this grass fire outside of Missoula that started up. And it was caused by a bear who was climbing a power pole and somehow fell into the power lines, electrocuting himself and starting the hillside above the city of Missoula on fire. And so they had to, like, come and put out the fire, and in the aftermath, they found a bear. And, I don't know, it sounds pretty grisly. <laughs> really, that, the whole thing was a setup? <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah, no, but it really did happen, actually. That's... Uh... That, that was in the news uh, Sunday, August 9th. Look it up. Missoula, Montana what fire. is with the bears this year? We had I a don't know. bear that was roaming around Redmond. Like he would just appear in people's backyards and things and eat out of their hummingbird feeders and trash cans and whatnot. And uh, this was going on for like a month to the extent that the bear actually had a Facebook page where people would post their sightings. And we would even, you know, because... All you do is sit at home and go for a walk and whatever, eat dinner, hang around the house. Julie and I would look at, you know, hey, where was the bear at? If we're going to go for a walk, make sure we stayed the hell away from there. And uh, eventually uh, it started getting sort of where it wasn't afraid of humans anymore. And I'm rushed, the same way. Yeah, rushed a couple of joggers and uh, fishing game had to come get him and uh, did not end well for the bear. So. Yeah, rarely does. We had a bear down here in uh, just in the valley, and it it was just wandering around the suburbs. And it walked across the highway, well, halfway across the highway, got hit by a car. Uh, I think the bear and the car were both totaled. It it really sucked. Yeah, they, they say that it's it's kind of hard to relocate a bear when it's gotten used to being around people because it, it doesn't survive well, and oftentimes it'll be in the middle of some other bear's territory and so it'll get you know in a fight and get killed that way and so it's it from what i was reading surrounding this whole thing it is pretty rare that uh it ends happy for a bear once they get sort of used to having a lot of humans around yeah yeah it sucks that's sad <sighs> well, that was depressing. Huh. this is a fucking depressing episode multimedia, thanks Steve. multimedia triage man you brought up the bears yeah you're right i did it's my fault Multimedia triage. Well, immediately before this podcast, Steve, I was watching Die Hard, the original Die Hard with Bruce Willis. Great movie. With my family. Great movie. The whole reason is because we are watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is coming to an end. We are watching the penultimate episode, and Deke refers to the Nakatomi Plaza, mm-hmm. and it because he's you know in love with the 80s and i i chuckled and then he, he later on he goes yippee ki and i and i chuckled harder and my children had no idea why i was laughing so i had to like lay some history on him that movie holds up i mean it yes. is very very 80s but it is still entertaining both of my teens liked it when it was over they were glad they watched it we had a good time you should rent it Dude, now you have to show them Zoran Gavoyich's Big Head Die Hard. <laughs> You're right, I do. Because it's freaking awesome. You you have to follow up 
watching Die Hard with that because it is so hilarious having just seen the film. It's great. I'm going to do that. I do it every year. If I watch Die Hard at Christmas, I always make a point and uh, watch that as well. Good call. Yeah. Uh, haven't had a lot of time to watch uh, a lot of things that are worth talking about. There's been a, a number of movies that have just sort of been on my list for a long time that I've been getting around to. And they are of the variety that I'll watch 40 minutes of it and go, never mind. There's a reason it's never percolated to the top. But one of those movies that I recently watched that had been on the list for a while was The Handmaiden. This is the Korean film. It's Korean film noir. And I had completely forgotten about it. All I remembered was Korean film noir. It was on my list. Got great reviews. So I watched it. It's a cool movie, but I guess, you know, upon further recollection, a lot of the reviews probably have the word steamy in them. This is this is quite a steamy film. Do not watch this with your aging grandparents or your young children. I'll tell you that much. Still, The Handmaiden, if you wa- want to watch something a little bit uh, different than you're used to, you want to watch some film noir, this is cool. It's uh, directed by Park Chan-wook. And uh, you should check it out. And I was thinking. Oh, dude, he's the guy who did the, the Revenge trilogy of Old Boy, Lady Vengeance, and Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Which Oh, uh, really? Yeah. For any, you know, film fans or genre fans, uh, those are must-sees. Those are probably a lot more gruesome than uh, the film I just watched. But uh, good stuff. And, you know, it seems like this theme I'm starting to see on social media is... What should I watch? I've watched all this stuff. What should I watch? So let me just point you back to a few things that, you know, you and I have talked about in the past on this podcast. There's the history of future folk. Go watch that. That is absolutely delightful movie. Just low budget indie sci-fi about the power of music. Julie and I saw that in the theater and oh, right on. the band played afterwards live for a half hour. That is the best. Yeah, it was totally great. And it was That's at Central great. Cinema. Oh, that was a better experience than I had. I watched it on my TV alone. The Siege of Jadotville. It's a true life movie about a, a battle the Irish fought when they're on a peacekeeping mission in Africa. Check that out. That is a great movie and no one's ever heard of it. Uh, 68 Kill. It's more film noir. It's got shitty muscle cars. It's got dumb guys. It's got femme fatales. It's got bullets. It's uh, It's got blood. Check that shit out. Watch Fabulous Fungi. You can stream that through your own independent film house, or you can do it through the Varsity Theater in Davis, California. That will blow your flipping mind. If you didn't think you're into fungus before, you're going to be into fungus afterwards. Anyway, just off the top of my head, some films to watch so you don't like scroll through a bunch of garbage that's floating around the bottom of your list and finally percolated its way up to the top. (laughs) Thank you. It's a public service. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, I spent the last two weeks uh, sort of binge washing the first two seasons of Umbrella Academy. Have you seen that? I've seen all the seasons of Umbrella Academy. That's a fun show. It's a very fun show. I think season two is better than season one. Definitely. It's got it's got fun acting. The set design is pretty insane. It's just got a lot of great things to look at. And the use of music in it is fun. It's like sort of the, the logical conclusion of Edgar Wright. You know, how he, he has a lot of needle drops at just the right time. And uh, it seems like that, you know, loud, fun music during battle scenes and things like that are sort of the uh, rule of the day in Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Yeah, I concur. So uh, check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. And anything with a guy who's got a fish for a head, I'm all in. I love that. It is. He's smoking. Yeah. Yeah, there's just some great design things. So you said you had read the graphic novels or one of them? Well, I read the comic, the very first comic comic series that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I didn't read any more. I didn't even realize there was any more after that. Yeah, I think there's, I want to say, 
four or five of them. So uh, if you want, don't want to wait for season three, you certainly could uh, read the next graphic novel in the series, I would think. I'm so glad you said that. Steve, have you read the Chew Outer Darkness crossover? Is that different than Chew? Yeah, I guess it would be. What's Outer Darkness? Is that the uh, Kirkman series? I don't know if uh, Kirkman's involved, but the Outer Darkness Chew crossover is by John Lehman, Afu Chan, and Rob Guillory. So the idea I had is. No idea there was new Chew. I'll put it that way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just a three episode series and the outer darkness i guess is this ongoing sci-fi one that i'm not reading but in this particular trilogy they in a manner of speaking hook up with uh with agent chu because they encounter a species that communicates through taste so who better to bring on board the ship than a man like agent chu interesting yeah it's it's great it's got a all your favorite characters from the Chew series are in there. Is it something that you can pick up and buy, or is it separate issues, or what? I have three separate issues. I don't know if they're combined into a an overall graphic novel somewhere else, or if this is the only way you can get it. Oh, okay, I'll keep an eye out. Right on. Oh, it looks like uh, John Lehman is the writer. That explains okay. it. It's the same guy. Yeah, it's two of the three guys are the same. Excellent. I don't. I don't know if Afu Chan is Afu Chan has uh, been involved with Chew in the past. Okay. Thanks for the heads up, man. Sure. Uh, that's about all I've got. That's all I've got. Else? All right. Well, uh, yeah, we... let's listen to a tune and get out of here. That sounds good. What do you want to hear? I want to hear more Pride than Priors. <laughs> I need a. I named a cocktail after them. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I saw that post. I invented a Pine Box Boys cocktail that I call More Rye Than Priors. And uh, I shot a video of uh, myself making that drink. So maybe I'll put a link to that somewhere here on the thing. If somebody wants to drink that while listening to the show, you could do worse than a uh, dedicated Pine Box Boys cocktail. Yeah, nothing like telling them that at the end of the episode. Well, they can go back and drink and listen to it again. We're doing one more to make some time for uh, some more of your movies, but there was that thing you were saying to me earlier, Possum, something you wanted me to remember, and I just can't... Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. What was that? I was right, and you suck. Man. <laughs> How about that shit? That's what I thought you were going to say. He said it wrong. He said I suck. He said it wrong. He said I suck. I'll kick his ass. He said it wrong. He said I suck.
shots, they'll buy you beers, and everybody be copacetic. See you guys later. All right, once again, that was the Pine Box Boys with More Pride Than Priors live at the Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. Thank you again to uh, Lester Possum and the Boys for allowing us to play their music on the show. Once again, October 10th and 11th, 2020, online via the Eventive Live Portal for the Comedy of Horrors Film Festival. Boneback X, as we like to call it, the 10th That's edition. That's what we like. The online version. $40 gets you all of the awesome goings-on. 55 shorts, two blocks of music from Hollins and Hollins Mortuary Entertainment. It's going to be a good time. You know it. Our usual bullshit. You can call into the show at 425-296-6557 or email us to steve at bonehand.com. There's new content on bonehand.com. Every once in a while, it's also the home of the Heavy Half Hour. And you can find my stuff at mightywombat.com. If you go there and you click on the Buy Stuff link and go to my Etsy site, you can buy some seriously cool stickers designed by me to stick on your stuff. And you should do that. That would make you happy. It would make your life better if you did that. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. uh, You can find our stuff on uh, Twitter. We have a Bone Bat feed to tell you about film festival news, Instagram. There's also a Bone Bat page there. And on Facebook, we have a Bone Bat page as well as a Comedy of Horrors dedicated event page. So you'll want to watch there because uh, right after this episode hits, we're going to start with our trailer of the day. So each day from now until the... uh, film festival you'll be able to catch a new trailer from one of our official selections and uh what we try to do is keep them pretty spoiler free so you can get a flavor of what's going to happen at the fest without uh it ruining anything for you that's the idea yeah uh, our last tune tonight uh i always like to close with the pallbearers that seems like well, a then good let's one. do it yeah uh, once again, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one. So pick them up and put them down. That's your angle right there. And you just stand over your loved ones, you pick them up, you put them down, they're going to smell it better. Ready?
I'm not even going to tell you. I'm just going to let you wallow in ignorance.